0: Hello and welcome to the inaugural episode of the Hardworking Pinoy podcast. My name is CC and since this is the first episode, an introduction is in order. I am an engineer by trade, but I am an e-commerce enthusiast. Now, in my day-to-day, I meet a lot of people who work hard and have made a successful living out of their passion. I thought, why not bring these stories to light? Usually, we as Filipinos think we are not capable, that we cannot do it, that it is something reserved for others. But I think if you listen long enough, you will hear a lot of stories and examples to the contrary. There are many hardworking Filipinos out there who have generous hearts and who are willing to sit down and share their knowledge, wisdom, and experience to people like us. Today, my first interview is someone who works a full-time job at a prominent company, yet she has launched her very first franchise branch. And now April is reaping the benefits of this almost passive income to add to her monthly income stream. How did she do it? Let's go ask her. So what is your background and what did you use to do?
1: My background is psychology and then I pursued medicine afterwards, but I realized that that's not what I really want to do. So I moved back to using my knowledge in psychology and started as an HR associate at a local consulting firm.
0: Oh wow, that's interesting. I guess now you can use your psychology background to basically sell. How did you get into franchising?
1: always wanted to have a franchise since I was 11 years old. The one that I really want to Mm. pursue is a hot dog stand because it's my favorite food. (laughs) So that's that's what I really wanted. But well, of course, that did happen early on. So I had to wait until today that I was able to attend a franchising convention that was in 2016. And then I selected three brands that I like. So one is Pizza Pedricos. The other one, potato corner, and your nectar.
0: Walk us how you basically got into this franchise. What are the steps?
1: First, you need to know what you really want. Second, what is your budget? Third is get to know the people behind the brand. Because, of course, you don't want to invest your money on people that will not be able to support you through the business.
0: Did you have any criteria for...
1: First criteria would be the budget. (laughs) I'm not a very rich person, so I need to consider if that would fit my current uh, budget. That's the first one. And then my second criteria would be how the people in the company is treating me as a client.
0: So their customer service to you was basically important? Yes. So you approach them, and then they talk to you. And then what's the next step? Like, did, Do you guys go find a location first, or do you go to a bank first? What's, what, what, once you've connected, what's the next step?
1: Well, there are a lot of paperwork to be done, like the letter of intent. And then I also have my own preferred location, so I had to send a letter to them as well. But I found out that some locations have a preferred brand or some brands have preferred locations. So it took a while. I started in July of 2017, and it was a long process because I can't find a match. So there's this one location in Taguig near where I live, and they don't prefer the pizza brand that I am proposing. And then Pizza Pedricos, on the other hand, gave me some suggestions on location. However, it's not something that I like.
0: So there, there needed to be a match between the brand and the location. Yes. You can't always have one or the other. Mm-hmm. So did this kind of like take long? Yes. How, like how? About
1: four to six months.
0: Four to six months just looking for yes. a, the right match.
1: Mm-hmm. And then you have to also do ocular for the location, talk to people. Also, during that time, I was going around the malls and asking every food kiosk on their sales, their rent, so that I'll just have an idea what to expect if mm-hmm. ever my franchise will open.
0: Interesting. Does Isn't that information kind of... Did they just give it to you? It's kind of uh, private information, right?
1: I know, but I have my way of befriending the stall person So I was uh, able to get information from them.
0: I see. So would you say that you're kind of like charming or maybe your psychology background kicked in?
1: Probably it helps, but I think it's more of really relating well with people. Of course, you don't just go there and ask them all these things. You have to first warm them up with saying, how are you? Um, how long have you been working here? And then that's the only time you can ask how much is their usual? sales a day and then you can also say that you're interested for a franchise that's why you're asking
0: so you got to them to divulge those information in the first meeting yeah so let's say you found a location do you go to the bank next
1: after Pizza of gave me the location the next thing that i did was to look for financing After that, basically I paid and then they started the construction of the kiosk and the talks also with the lessor. So Mm -hmm. I just needed to be ready for the papers, for the DDI, Mm -hmm. for the business permit, for the mayor's permit and all the necessary business permits.
0: So what did you approach many banks or just this one particular bank?
1: I have a good relationship with BPI. In fact, I did not approach them. It just so happened that they have a promo. They gave me a personal loan coinciding with the time that I was looking into business.
0: Doesn't uh, BPI have some sort of franchising loan program?
1: Yes, they do have. I also asked about that. However, the brand that I am going to carry, Pizza Pedrigos, is not part of the list.
0: So even though they did have this franchising thing, what they ended up offering you was a personal loan. Mm
1: -hmm. But they're also offering me to just franchise some brands that are listed on their franchising companies.
0: You could have gone through that path as well, going through them first.
1: I actually had a meeting with them also, maybe about two years. There's a small meeting for preferred clients of the bank and they offered some business loans and the brands are also there to give us a background of their company and then what they do. But I didn't feel any connection to the brands that were there at that time.
0: It didn't resonate with you?
1: No. No. Or maybe one thing is that I'm not yet ready during that time.
0: So you finally got your loan. You finally got your brand and location. Now it's time to launch Mm -hmm. or to construct it.
1: I thought the hard part was over, but (laughs) no, it's not.
0: Uh, Walk us through from the the moment wherein you had to begin construction of the location of the branch to finally opening. What were the challenges that you faced and what were the hiccups?
1: Well, I'm lucky that my mom is supporting me on this because I still have a full-time job while all of this is happening. So major hiccup would be getting the BIR, the permits, how hard it is here and it's just it's taking a long time to to get that and after opening my BIR receipts got lost so I was really worried that they might audit and then I don't have the receipts so I had to wait one week for it to be well I didn't have to reproduce but they found it they were able to track where they delivered it.
0: Did you have to hire a contractor yourself to construct the place or everything
1: did... everything was handled by the company Got it so that's uh, the thing that you pay for a franchise. If, for example, I decided to create my own brand, of course, I will have to do everything. But the advantage of having a franchise, you have the system, you have the everything that you need. You just have to open.
0: They have their own manpower, for example. They Manpower have their,
1: for the store. They I had their, No, I had to find my own.
0: I mean, the carpenter, for example. Ah,
1: yeah. For the, the contractors. Yes.
0: Right. So that's very interesting. So they want to make it as smooth as possible for you. Yes. So how about the, we've mentioned the manpower, did they supply the manpower to you? Did you just have to manage them or did you have to do the hiring and the finding yourself?
1: I had to do the recruitment, sourcing, interview, hiring, training, so everything. In fact, I have hired about six people for training, but since the opening date kept moving or it was being delayed, so the people that I've trained find another job. So,
0: Why was it being delayed?
1: The construction of the store is being delayed. To, to
0: someone who's who's not familiar with, what, what do you mean by the store?
1: Because we are renting at Shopwise. So, it's the Shopwise and the Ayala Malls.
0: I see. So, basically, this is a new... It's a new mall. It's a new mall. Yes. So, it's in one of those new malls. Mm-hmm. And... You couldn't open until the mall itself opens.
1: Yeah, initially we were supposed to open in April, but it got pushed back to July. Yes. So
0: that's a delay of how many? It's three months.
1: Mm-hmm, I know.
0: So it's probably not surprising that you said that you hired six people initially and some of them just basically uh, left because awesome. you didn't, <laughs> because you were probably weren't paying them during that time.
1: During training, training, I paid for the seven days of payment, so that's about uh, 42 days salary wasted
0: Got already.
1: It. So I haven't started the business yet, and yet I'm losing Yeah,
0: life. Yeah, sometimes that happens, unfortunately.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But did some of the original hires remain, or no, is your new...? it's re-
1: completely new.
0: It's completely new. So you really have to be resilient with your manpower, mm-hmm. especially in when things don't go as planned.
1: Probably one turning point is that uh, don't hire until it is really confirmed that it's going to open. So you can also delay <laughs> the interviews and the hiring.
0: I think one reason as well was that this was kind of like a unique situation where it's a new mall. And I guess a typical franchisee would be in a not a new mall, would be a pre-existing mall, which won't have this problem. So you mentioned before this interview, your friends and networks played a significant role when you basically opened, like some of them were ordering in bulk, some of them were helping out.
1: Well, that happened because one of my staff did not report for work so for two days. So my inventory was not moving. My store is closed. In fact, I had to step in to do the order taking, baking, and everything. Because of that, I have an excess delivery of 140 pieces of pizza, and it will not fit in my freezer. So I had to really contact my friends for them to buy it. I don't want to waste so such an inventory. So
0: it's basically like phone a friend.
1: Yes. And it was amazing because in just one day, I was able to sell 84 pieces.
0: That's amazing. So basically, your friends came to your rescue.
1: Yes. They even went to my store just to give support. And It was very, it was unexpected and I really felt their love and support, which is very rare nowadays.
0: True. In fact, it's very remarkable that they did that. Did you build up these relationships over years? Why do you think they did it for you?
1: Maybe somehow I was able to touch their lives in one point in the past. And I have this certain aura that whenever a friend needs someone to talk to, they easily open up to me. So I think that is something that I was able to imprint in their hearts. So that during this time that I needed help, I, you know what? I just called one person during that time and that person called the, ho- the herd. <laughs> well, the tribe. <laughs> the tribe to help me out.
0: They say it takes a village to raise a child. So mm-hmm. I guess this branch being your child, it really did take a village. So you finally opened July this year, and it was a roaring success. But were there any hiccups post-launch?
1: I can say right now, mm-hmm. during the time when there's strong rain, we had the lowest sales that I've ever encountered.
0: So it's rain. Rain is is the rain and
1: holidays.
0: Rain and holidays are the mm-hmm. bad ones. Mm-hmm. When I was a child, rain and holidays are my favorite days because I didn't have to go to school. <laughs>
1: uh, that's why I don't have shoppers <laughs> because a lot of people stayed at home that
0: day. Oh, but are you close to schools? What's so good you about your um, location? The
1: location is still developing. So I have an office nearby. It's a corporate center. And then also still in construction is a condominium.
0: I see. So there's like a lot of construction going on around it and in the future, there will be more residences and office workers going there.
1: But the surrounding community is pretty much mature. That's why when I went to do my ocular there, I saw the potential because it's really populated.
0: It's densely populated, basically. Yeah. So now it's pretty stable, right? You can leave it and it will be basically generating income for you. Mm-hmm. what do you think is going to be your next move do you plan on adding branches or are you planning on getting other brands or are you even thinking of getting into some other type of business and not franchising
1: when i started this my thought process was to have different brands in fact the name of the company is kind of unique it's Epopo. It's Pizza Potato Company because I really wanted to have Potato Corner as well. Maybe the next step would really be to target Potato Corner.
0: How come you didn't go for Potato Corner from the the get-go?
1: Well, during the time that I was talking to them, they were not that accommodating. So I opted to go with Pizza Pedrico's because everybody that I've encountered in their company is really accommodating and very, and they un- answer all my questions.
0: Right. They were responsive, basically. Yeah. So I guess it is important for franchisers. You have to be at least responsive or at least take care of the people who are inquiring so that they would franchise from you. What exactly did they, this uh, potato corner do?
1: When I was inquiring, the person just asked me, Do you have a location? And then I said, Well, I'm looking at a mall in Dagi. And then he just said, Ah, yung ma'am? mahirap maghanap ng location talaga ngayon Okay. I was like, wait a minute, aren't you supposed to <laughs> like help me right. find one? Right. And, it's, it's and not being ne- not right. be negative about it.
0: Right. I think it's important to have a can-do attitude when responding. Like, oh, how about this? How about that? Offer alternatives instead of just outright saying something yeah. and negative. And that
1: person is uh, when I got his card. He's the he was supposed to be the one who's looking for locations. The real estate guy. <laughs> it's just so funny that he was so negative mm-hmm. about. It.
0: All right, let's uh, let's go back. Like, what kind of uh, student were you in college? Because you seem to be like a go-getter. Were you the kind that was always in the top 10? Were you always even the top one?
1: Frankly, I'm average. When I was in high school, I even attend summer classes for... <laughs> for things that I I failed at. But I think that also helped me become who I am today because of that experience. And then I was taking entrance exams to these top schools. And of course, I didn't make it to the top schools because I was not doing well in high school. So that was a wake-up call for me to I should really take studies seriously. So when I got into college, I really spent time to study and I mean I realized that I can do it. I became one of the top students in second year and third year. I was also involved in so many extracurricular activities which I didn't do back in high school. I was officer for the student council and even the federation of psychology societies across all the universities in the metro.
0: Now, we talked before this interview, and the thing that I got was that you're a very enterprising person. Now, were you enterprising even at a young age, or did you somehow read business books and maybe got inspired there?
1: I don't know where to start, but I can say that when I was in grade one, I used to sell bookmarks mm-hmm. because I like to draw. I just draw and then make that as a bookmark and sell it for one peso for my classmates. And then when I entered grade three, someone else copied what I did. And that person can draw so much better than I am. <laughs> so I stopped doing that. And then eventually, I ventured into another business like selling food in school. And then it's a never-ending. For me, it's like I I, I always innovate. And then there was this one time I had a lot of toys at home that I wanted to give away. But I didn't do it because what what I did is to create raffle tickets. And then I sold it to my classmates for 10 pesos. And then I raffled off my stuffed toys to them. So I didn't sell it directly. But I used a marketing strategy of creating raffle tickets to sell.
0: Okay, that's very interesting. (laughs) first of all did you did you make even more money than just directly selling them
1: yes of course that was my goal
0: that's a very <laughs> interesting how old were you then
1: Grade four, grade
0: nine. so nine years old mm-hmm. you had insight to not just sell your toys directly but to even create raffle tickets mm-hmm. so that you would make even more money yeah. so if people want to pursue a similar path that is what you just did What would be your recommendations? Top three things that they should do or qualities that they should have?
1: First would be like what you're doing. Actually, you have to love it. Second, you are willing to put in the hard work. Because, you know, after putting up this business, a lot of my friends would message me and ask me, how much is the franchise? So if you pay this much, will they do everything for you? So I don't think they're fit. (laughs) If that's their mindset, because having. Because having... They're,
0: they're already thinking of the minimum amount of work.
1: Yeah. And then third, take the risk. You'll never know unless you try.
0: Very good. Where can people find you if you want to be found?
1: <laughs> okay. If I want to be found, well, yeah. they can... This is usually
0: for the marketing mm-hmm. things, like if you want to market people.
1: Yeah. Maybe... If they want to buy pizza in bulk, <laughs> they can find me on Facebook, April Salonga. They can also email me if they want, because having a business is not my only thing. I also have training. So they can email me at training at gmail.com if they want to inquire what I can do for their organization.
0: So, what kind of training? Just a quick description. I can
1: do leadership, coaching, and mentoring. I am also into customer service and understanding millennials.
0: Awesome. You seem to have it all. You have franchise, you have this training, gigs, and you're a full time worker.
1: Yes. I'm also a training manager for a car company.
0: Wow. Don't you ever get tired?
1: As I said, first thing that you need to have is to really love what you do. So you won't really feel that you're working because you're enjoying what you're doing.
0: Awesome. All right. You can reach April at aprilsalongatraining at gmail.com. Thank you for being with us today. Thank you for sharing us your history and insights. This has been the inaugural episode and uh, we'll see you again soon.
1: Yes, thank you
0: so much. All right. See ya. So did you guys enjoy that interview? Here are my three takeaways from this interview with April. Number one, a lot of people talk about doing something like this someday, but few people actually follow through. April said to just do it, take the risk. Number two, a lot of times people would find themselves overloaded. April has a demanding full-time job but was still able to squeeze this in. Her tip is to love what you are doing so you actually enjoy the hard work. And number three, be kind to people. In April's case, she has built her social support that came to her rescue when she needed it. This is a perfect example of reaping what you sow. So there you have it. Come check us again in our next episode where I interview someone who makes more money from their passive income than from their full-time job and they spend only a few hours on it a week. Thank you and talk to you again soon.